This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. And hi, everybody, and welcome to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Special show coming to you today from the Philadelphia Convention Center and the Forbes 30 Under 30 Summit. You may remember a couple weeks back we spoke with Forbes editor Randall Lane uh, about the 30 Under 30 list, which really highlights some amazing people that are doing incredible work. Uh, and Pretty much all of them are uh, under the age of 30 right now, or when they were made this list over the last couple of years, they were under the age of 30. So we're going to be talking with a variety of guests here throughout the show today from the Philadelphia Convention Center, a variety of people that are appearing and or speaking at the conference today. And so we will uh, be able to have this uh, coming to you for the next couple of hours here from the Philadelphia Convention Center as we bring knowledge at Wharton Sirius XM 111 on the road for the first time. From a very early age, our next guest has been seen as a leader in her own house, her own community, and at her first job. Now, Kat Cole is the president of Cinnabon, and we welcome her to the microphones here at the Forbes 30 Under 30 Summit. Thanks very much for coming on for a little while. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It is an amazing story that, that you have talked quite about, uh, a lot about, the fact that y- your mom was a single mom and you basically were a leader within your own household helping yeah. to raise your, your, your two sisters. Yep, absolutely. I, you know, I was, it was a blessing and a curse. You know, you never want to look at a family situation with a um, an alcoholic father and a single mother and yeah. say that's a good thing yeah. um, because certainly you wouldn't wish that on anyone but boy there certainly were benefits and I took leadership roles at a young age yeah. had to help my mom out got to see an incredible example of a woman leader just doing what it takes to make things happen despite sure. not having a lot of money and you know for three years she fed us on a food budget of ten dollars a week <laughs> wow and i grew to love beanie weenies a lot <laughs> <laughs> i haven't heard that term in forever wow i'm dating myself i'm only slightly over 30. <laughs> that's all right that's all right that's all right and uh and so you know i just had this great leadership example and so i always joke that i have this competitive advantage in business that i grew up seeing one of the best leaders I know, and that was my expectation of the way people would behave, and it certainly is the standard I hold myself to. But certainly you got started working at a young age, obviously, to help help out your household in a variety of jobs, and then obviously you went on and worked at Hooters, of of all places, for a little while. Absolutely. But, But that seemed like that was the job that really kind of got your... Your uh, your front office kind of mentality going because of the fact that you weren't just working as a server. You ended up doing a variety of different jobs within uh, the locations you were working. Yeah, I think like most people, you know, my first job made a huge impression on my work ethic. And so cleaning tables and washing dishes and putting (laughs) up with nice guests and not so nice guests <laughs> and that certainly exists in a restaurant just as it exists in a boardroom sure, or in a yeah. negotiation and so those were fundamental business behaviors and situations that I learned to deal with when I was 18 and 19 yeah. but in addition to that it ended up being a platform with a growing company to travel internationally at such a young age sure. and certainly my plan to become an engineer and an attorney got thrown <laughs> off track when Hooters continued to grow and continued to ask me to go open franchise 
franchises all over the world. But it's interesting because you, you got the opportunity, as you've said in a couple of interviews, to get in the kitchen and, and see how the kitchen works and, and yeah. work out front and see how the operation works out front. And, and that's a lot of times not something that an 18 or 19 year old gets to do, yeah. let alone really understand it and, and know what that means. Yeah, I think it's something that not a lot of people get to do, but I also push back on that and say it's probably something not enough people ask to do. Sure, okay. Or they don't see the opportunities. So right. that day, when all the cooks quit when I was 18. They literally all walked out of the kitchen. They were <laughs> mad at the manager or something and they all walked out. And so there were probably 75% of the employees on that shift that yeah. just said, well, um, what are we gonna do? I guess we go home. Yeah. And there were a couple of us that said, we don't have to go home, let's just go figure it out and cook. And so yeah. right there I saw the division between people who step up and take an opportunity to be curious and helpful yeah. versus those who need those who are curious and helpful to kind of move them along sure. and there was no no desire to get anything from it other than to get through the shift and get paid the tips that i was expecting to get paid sure and uh, as a result of doing that and many other times that opportunities presented themselves to work bartender shifts or close down the restaurant and run management shifts yeah. add that all together over the course of a few months and i had worked every job in the restaurant which absolutely made me the right candidate to travel overseas you're listening to knowledge at wharton here on sirius xm 111 business radio powered by the wharton school we're talking with cat cole the president of cinnabon so from having that experience of being able to go overseas, you were in Australia, I guess you were. Mm -hmm. What did that, what were you able to take from that experience? Because it, it, again, not a lot of 18 and 19 year old kids get to go to the other side of the world and, and yeah. learn what, what those people uh, do on a daily basis. Yeah, I learned so much. I mean, there's little things you would expect. Being a 19 year old, being in Australia and Central America and South America, sure. it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. fantastic. But I learned a few other things. A and on a company's dime too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we were opening businesses and we were sure. launching a franchise that had never existed in these countries or on the continents where we were opening the business. And sure. so I learned a lot about myself as a leader. You know, when you go in to one country to open a franchise with a team of 10 people, and then the next country, 60 days later, it's the same job, but a totally different team of people. Sure. You have to start your leadership all over again. They yeah, don't know yeah, you, you yeah. don't know them. And so I built this communication muscle and leadership muscle that allowed me to learn how to build trust quickly because I didn't have the luxury of having long-term relationships in that type of a job. It was always a new team with a new franchisee in a new country, but similar goals and objectives. And that's a pretty powerful leadership skill to learn early on. How tough of it was was acceptance of that brand in those countries, as you mentioned, because they had never been there before. So it was tough from the perspective that the word Hooters does not translate into any language. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so people, you know, we'd have to redefine the concept literally sure. over and over. Sure. Um, but it was different in every culture, you know, in Australia, because they were such rabid sports fans. It, yeah. You know, it was a blast. They loved it. There were TVs everywhere. They got the socially acceptable female sex appeal. It's not a particularly constrained social sure. structure. Yeah. So they really loved the concept. But when we got to China and opened oh, yeah. tutors in China, it yeah. was interesting. It took on more of an innocent role. The employees wore the exact same uniform, mm -hmm. same food, same sports, but they would sing songs like cheers and dances every hour, okay. almost as if it was Disney World. And hmm. so it took on this American entertainment sort of setup, and it was a family restaurant. Yeah. There were families there, um, expats, locals, really interesting. In Europe, in South Africa, in South and Central America, certainly with a very powerful sports culture there, sure, yeah. it really took on a very similar tone. That's amazing. That's yeah. So then going from, from Hooters, how did the opportunity of Cinnabon kind of present itself 
And obviously, going in there, how how did you feel that the, the, the leadership roles you had kind of seen and taken on with Hooters kind of helped you going into Cinnabon? Like many roles that you find yourself in, if I really have to trace it back to a series of events, almost mm-hmm. as if a domino was flicked back when I was 19 and it just kept hitting dominoes and sure. ended up leading to the Cinnabon opportunity. So one, I grew up working in the franchise and food service industry and Cinnabon is a food franchise company. Yeah. I, at my mid-20s, I started volunteering for industry organizations. I became the youngest board member of a state restaurant association. I became the chair of the board of the Georgia Restaurant Association. Did political fundraising for business-friendly candidates at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and did all kinds of work to elevate the industry and shape the environment in which we did business. Yeah. And that gave me an audience sure. that was very different from my typical company. Private equity firms, banks, analysts, other CEOs, and restaurateurs. And those individuals became friends and colleagues over time. So when the opportunity came up for the private equity firm in Atlanta to look for someone to run one of their portfolio companies, I wasn't just a name on a resume. Because by the way, my resume, child of a single parent, dropped out of college, worked at Hooters my whole life. Not exactly a stellar resume, but because of the interactions I had with them in other nonprofit and industry leadership capacities, I was much more than my resume said, and I was able to get credit for the work I did that might not have been literally articulated by my title uh, or the experience on my resume. And so I was asked to come and interview at the age of 31. That's an amazing start. Now, obviously, with, with Cinnabon, the brand is so well known. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think you go to any mall in the, in the country where, where there isn't a Cinnabon. Uh, and obviously, now it's in a lot of uh, uh, airports and, and a lot of different places across yeah. the country. How, how big can this brand continue to get? Because there, I don't think anybody thinks in the, in, the, in the food business that there's a stopping point. There's probably other venues yeah. that you're, you're, you're looking to try and explore. Yeah, the, the brand is really has unlimited potential, and that's evidenced by the last four years since I've been there and the team has been there. We've taken what is a killer beginning of a brand and expanded it to over a billion dollars in consumer product sales. We have actually only 25% of our over billion dollars in consumer sales are from franchising. The other 75% are from the products we have in grocery stores, Pillsbury, Green Mountain, our vodka so that we the, launched. All the partnerships that you've been able to develop yeah. over the last few years. Yeah, and, and some of them lasted, they started a decade ago and they've lasted and we've just made more of them with a, sure. a new inclusive approach on the business side. Yeah. And now we're in 56 countries with the franchise business. We're in about 10 countries with the licensed products and yeah. we could double or triple that in the next four years. So I would imagine then having the experiences you had going overseas and seeing those other cultures will potentially open up some of those venues that that maybe haven't been there before. Yeah, it certainly helped me understand the importance of culture integration, culture of a brand, culture of a concept or a business, and the local culture for for the sake of the employees, the consumers, To make it work in that particular area. Absolutely. You can't just take something that exists in one way in one country and expect it to literally translate. Just as with a language, you've got to tweak some things. Usually 10% of the menu changes or 10% of the packaging or the naming really has to be tweaked in order to resonate with consumers in a particular culture. I I saw a video that you did uh, with a TV station and the fact that you do sample the products that that are are potentially coming out in in line. Yeah. It's tough for me to walk past the Cinnabon (laughs) because of the smell. I can't imagine what it is like to be there in the office when all these products come come rolling by. I mean, literally a couple days a week, I'm walking around eating different flavors of frosting (laughs) out of a cup. 
<laughs> it's awesome. And but our R we've grown so much. Our R and D center is now across the street. Yeah. And so people walk in and they say, "Oh, it doesn't smell like Cinnabon." But then I bring them in my office. Yeah. And last year we launched Airwick Cinnabon air fresheners. Oh, so oh, oh. in my office it smells like Cinnabon. But then you're starving because there's actually no food. So we have to go over to the research and development center to get some goodies. My kids are huge fans of the Pillsbury uh, oh, Cinnabon so icing. Yeah. Uh, I that's one of those things that I have to pick up when, when I know they're coming over to spend the weekend with me. I have to have one of those because that's because that's the Saturday morning or the Sunday morning tradition. Yeah. But but it really, the, the brand itself, I mean, it, it kind of kind of really shot onto the market. What, about two decades ago, maybe three decades mm -hmm. ago? And, yep, 29 and, and, years ago. Yeah. And, and I think in the beginning, people were obviously intrigued by it mm -hmm. because it is even though it is a quote-unquote breakfast food, it really is kind of a dessert. It, Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, it's an indulgence in yeah, some respects. It is. It's a it, it's an indulgence, and malls are busiest. Day part is 4 to 7 p.m. Of course, in airports, really? in airports, we're really busy in the mornings. Sure, yeah. Um, but a large part of our unit growth and our sales growth and the franchise business has come from launching smaller portions and breakfast leaning items sure. in airports like sure. our little maple sausage bites with a little syrup cinnamon syrup on the side yeah. and a few other smaller products so people who think cinnamon roll for breakfast but don't necessarily want to on a tuesday morning and sure. an early flight out of reagan international yeah. have a giant cinnamon roll we've got some cinnabon like items that actually do work for breakfast but it's an all-day snack and it has become that sector of the food industry has become huge over the last few years obviously you know mcdonald's had it for a variety with their breakfast sandwiches yeah. and burger king got into it and now taco bell wants to get into it it is a very competitive area uh, of the food service industry. It is, and I believe so much in co-opetition. So Taco Bell that you just mentioned, yeah. we have Cinnabon Delights at Taco Bell. Nice. We launched Cinnabon Mini Bonds at Burger King. Yeah. So even though th we're all technically competing in similar spaces that cross over, sure. Cinnabon is so highly differentiated and so relevant that we've developed products for all, many of those food chains, and that yeah. allows us to grow our business, but do it in a way that's a little bit non-traditional, and that's why I think from a business perspective, Cinnabon's getting so much attention. So as a leader now, as the president of Cinnabon, what is it that you look for in the employees that, that you have on your team that you potentially want to bring into your team? You want to obviously see those type of leadership qualities that, that you've probably used a lot uh, over your career. Yeah, you know, on the hourly employee side for our franchisees, and we employ about 12,000 hourly people around the world, uh, we look for people who can live the values of Cinnabon, which is literally being sweet sure, and yeah. having fun. Yeah. On the corporate side, I look for one thing, plain and simple, and that's grit. And okay. grit can be evidenced even with someone who's just graduating college. Yeah. Um, it's stick to itness. It's the um, evidence that someone has progressed through something over time. Sure. Their ability to deal with adversity and take on progressive and expanding leadership roles, yeah. even if it's a student association or a community group or actually in a job. And if I look back, that's, that's exactly what I displayed when I was young. Life experience is, is the number one uh, benefit sometimes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great to have you on the show. Thanks very much Thank for coming you. on. My enjoy pleasure. the Enjoy the conference. Now, are you going to be speaking here today? I am. Yeah, yeah I'm excited going to be on about panel. that. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so inspired by the people who are doing cool things, especially the under 30 group. Hopefully, uh, I can learn more from them and share a few things that will be helpful to now, them as well. Now, I would imagine it's also not just you know, your particular sector, but obviously there's a variety of oh, different. Oh yeah, ton of tech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of tech, uh, healthcare. Yeah. 
nonprofit. I mean, there's a bunch of budding world changers here. So really looking forward to that. Enjoy the conference. Thank you very uh, much. Thanks very much. Kat Cole, who is the president of Cinnabon, joining us here on Knowledge at Wharton. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.